0: Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek off the motion picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for trek off the word trek off one word and you can watch us if you don't have amazon prime you can you can like rent us or buy us we're available on dvd on amazon but like streaming on amazon prime and listen please watch because it really helps us out and share it give us good reviews and share it on your facebook page stuff man I'm just excited. Trek out the motion picture. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. Off. my name is Justin. And my name's
1: Alexia. I've got well, the whole large show balls. will be that. Be- <laughs> we just had a
0: conversation, um, for anybody uh who who like we honestly had a trekoff worthy conversation about balls. Like a second ago. <laughs> when we weren't even recording. Like, we just, and we, like, usually we talk for, like, 10, 15 minutes before the show starts, and we catch stuff up. Sometimes we fight, as we talked about last episode. Um, and this time, we just broke right in. We're like, hey, hey, labyrinth and sexual awakening and David Bowie's balls and his giant codpiece within, like, literally four minutes. Like, we just broke right into. hey. I mean, it was really, it was
1: mostly you. It was, like, <laughs> I was talking about one-handed managing my stuff, and you were like, well, I'm really good at that. And I was like, okay.
0: Well,
1: I mean, you know, you that's that's good. Because, <laughs> you know, he's got to handle his balls and be able to use the computer at the same time, obviously.
0: So, yes, no, it's, it's, it's like juggling. It's, it's, it's like juggling.
1: It's, it's like juggling with your scrotum. <laughs> yes, it's, a, it's a Cause, incredible. Cause as we Because if, you, if you've seen the movie, you know Justin doesn't really know what to do with a dick. So... <laughs> blah blah blah. Well, it's, yeah, art movie. He labyrinth. juggles with them. Although, That's although in labyrinth, does. I it's also weird. don't
0: know what to do with the dick in labyrinth as well. So. Either way It's not
1: true, man. It's just out there for you to, to for you to look at. And I mean, David Bowie, he does a magic
0: dance in his magic pants. It's
1: amazing. <laughs> yes, he does. He's so hot in that movie. I can't even stand it. Like, even when I was a, a kid. You so remember the babe.
0: What babe? The babe that's babe holding an apple in my pants. that's
1: Guess what? Babe with the power. Uh-huh. know.
0: Uh-huh. Seriously. Uh-huh. Seriously. It's like, what, what did I read the other day? It's it, It's like the neck of a violin.
1: It's just... <laughs> Wow,
0: I've not heard that. Oh one man, it's it's we like it's sad because David Bowie died, and we were you know in in awe of his music and and the sadness of his passing, and that that was very. And he's so but, awesome. It's so but, sad, yeah. But now that some time has passed, and we don't have to cry about his absence, and we can go back to remembering that the man just like seriously, he like was exuded. Like he just walked into the room, and everybody came. That's what he did. <laughs> That was his power. That, that's the power. The power. That's of voodoo. the power of the babe,
1: right there. Yes, that's right. I, I believe that. Those <laughs> were the
0: original lines. The you remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe of the power. What power? The power to make everybody come when
1: I walk in the room. <laughs> that was not the original. You want to know why? Because he's subtler than everybody come when I walk in. He was subtler, than that. He was subtler the room. than that. You just you have to you have to just pay attention. It's in there. but he's not like so you, cruel. Justin. He's got a little more poetry to him. That's all. I know.
0: <laughs> uh, David. David, listen. No, listen, babe. I think, that I should say that everyone comes when I come into the room. Listen, no, no. Okay. Anyway, um, so much to talk about uh, on the Trick Off show today. So if we, I don't know if our, our energy is a little different because we're doing something I don't think that we've ever done except like when we did like a massive run of shows in one day. We're recording in the middle of the day for once.
1: Yeah. Which is weird. I'm, and I'm a vampire. So yeah, it definitely feels weird.
0: And like we're both sober and we're both like like the sun is out and like we we both stopped whatever it was we were doing in the day to like sit down and do this as opposed to like usually like this is sort of like the beginning of the evening activities, you know, and 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 here we are like I, I was in the middle like I'm, I'm getting stuff ready for a new production, not the one I'm acting in, but a new thing. Um, that I'm uh that I'm going to be doing. Um, that I uh, I guarantee that at some point in this thing, and I can't say what it is yet, uh, you will see Alexia for a moment because uh, she's not going to be able to do much of it because you are also doing a new thing.
1: I am to
0: talk about that real quick.
1: Um, I'm very excited. I I went out. In fact, and we, I, like
0: we must sound so awesome because like last week I'm like I'm doing an acting thing. You're like oh, I'm yeah. doing a play. And then, <laughs> then we are like literally one week later. And you're, I'm directing. I'm doing a movie. this other like, thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're so
1: important. We're so important. Uh, <laughs> All right, you, you
0: talk. I'll juggle my uh, go But
1: not part in partness. Um, aside, I was just um, I'm really excited. Uh, there's a, a movie that's getting done. It's actually um, I. My understanding is that it's a two parter. It's like a Kill Bill thing, um, and it's like the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, but like in the South. Like so, they're all like so. It's called Fat Guy with a Shotgun, um, yes. and it's uh, it sounds really fun. <laughs> um, and when I heard about it, of course, um, at first one of the characters that was was brought up by it was uh, Lilith, and I was like, oh yeah. I would like
0: to do that. <laughs> See, I'm, <laughs> that I'm so fine. jealous because like, the, the movie One seems to star everyone I know.
1: Yeah, like there's so many pe- so many good people are in it. And I'm so excited. This is actually a group of people that like the production team, Growth um, Growth Media Services, I think is what it's called. I might be saying it wrong, which sucks. It's Clint. Clint, I mean, like Clint, Clint Cage Cage. Is, is a great yeah. guy. Like a guy, He's a guy so, I know. I had not worked I, with him like, yet. And um, I had met them. Uh, to do to, to audition for two bits radio, which I also um, am going to be a part of, but like that's not happening until later. Uh, and this was like that's when I heard about this audition and I was like, wow, you're doing wow, you guys are just doing a lot of stuff. They're like so busy, it's awesome. Like they're just doing the thing, man. it's, it's great and and they're really great people. And I was so excited and it was it was kind of cool because you know when you go to audition, like you got so scared. And I'm not lying. You know, obviously, I was fucking scared because you, you know, when you want something, you get fucking scared. But like, um, but at the same time, like, it was still, regardless, like a good time just to like get to see them and hang out with them. So I'm, I'm really jazzed. I'm, I've. It's, it's always a mixture like of trepidation because like you want to like I want to be cool, be cool, be cool um, with new people uh, and like excitement because if they're awesome, um, which these people are, so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. I th- it seems like it's gonna be a really fun. Like the the pages that I've seen, like just from the audition, look funny. Um, and I actually had the opportunity not long ago after because after the audition, there was a uh, there was a screening of their previous film. Um, just that they that, so we were allowed to come to uh, for the cast that was um, uh, for a clean exit, which is doing really well. And that was a really good film. So um, so and the, the action was good, and they you know like to actually. Uh, <laughs> like I don't know how they did this but like because you know when we do action films right like you, usually you're not shooting real guns obviously and so you're not th- things aren't breaking up when you hit them so that's yeah. like an effect but in A Clean Exit I don't know how they they accomplished this but like there was a scene when like you know one of the guys is like behind like a like this concrete barrier and it's getting shot at and you like see what looked like the bullets hitting this concrete barrier i'm like what yeah did they really shoot guns like what did they do i mean i I doubt it but like i'm like how did they do that that's fucking cool so i'm excited for you man
0: like that's that's like i know that there were there there was a little bit of a slow time um and it's like it and it's it's cool that like i mean it's
1: self-imposed i guess and then i just stopped and then i guess you know at some point you're like fuck, I, I want to do things. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, life. I'm going to go ahead and do the things and, um, yeah, I'm, not gonna take no, care I'm of sort of at,
0: at that point too. So we, we're going to have adventures, uh, Uh, to are playing in the next next year that we'll be talking about. I don't want to belabor that point because, boy, are these motherfuckers listening to the show right now going to have to listen to us talk about that shit. Um, Forever, I'm sure. (laughs) So let's jump into a couple of of Star Trek things, and then I have some other things I do want to talk to you about. Um, The first thing I'm going to talk about, Star Trek. Um, First of all, how was your Trek week? Did you do anything Trekkie this week? Um, I did something last week, but I want to talk to you first about yours.
1: I I actually have not. It's been Hell Week for Glengarry. So... um, that has been what I've been doing. It's been a rough, uh, well, then rough week. fuck you. Um. <laughs> I know that's really the thing. It's like, well, we need to just learn. Is if you know, if you go up in a line, just say fuck you, um, and yeah. I'll buy you a little time. <laughs> then you'll be able to like, get seriously, there.
0: Like, like you should, you should tell Mister A to like, like get get you like a like a Kirk vibrator. You know, that way, if I if I say if I say like, how is your trick week? Well, you can go look. Well, there's always that. Like there was always my, <laughs> my intimate relationship <laughs> with the captain. So no matter so no matter whether or not I've had time to watch the <sighs> That's show or amazing. anything, I had, had time. I did I've have an, time I've had an emotional. To, I've, had an, I've had an emotional, emotional connection, connection,
1: connection with, with Kirk. Um, I actually did have uh, some time to watch. Um, you
0: don't have to share anything. I make no. Jokes. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious.
1: I, I think one of the times that we had talked, I had just started the um, the last episode. Of the of the original series, like obviously prior to any movies or or the cartoon, Um, and I I, so I finished it, so I have officially finished another watch through of uh, the original series. Good for you.
0: I'm not. I'm I'm doing a little bit of Buffy watch through, but like I'm 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 sort of letting Star Trek life fallow for a while because I feel like I did like three run throughs of Next Gen and DS Nine in a row, and I just I I I don't want it to become so familiar. That you don't
1: I, want to watch it anymore, or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it's not, no, that... I, you know, I, 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 I frequently... started missing.
0: I started missing other shit because I was watching Truck all the time, and I was like, I miss this shit, but I kind of want to watch DS Nine more. So when I finished DS Nine, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna watch some Buffy, and I'm gonna watch the behind the scenes of Force Awakens again, which I'm in the process of right now, which are really cool. Um, That's cool. Like, so,
1: yeah, I, it's, it's. I think the thing is for like, I have that fear sometimes too. Like when I go back, particularly to watch the original series, cause it's definitely what I've watched the most of. Um, but every time I go back and rewatch it, like even that last episode where he, uh, where that woman steals his body. Um, I, I still love it. I'm still happy, happy for it. And we had a conversation that sadly got lost. Um, and we talked a little bit about that episode and having just recently watched the whole of it. Um,
0: I do have some beef
1: with it now that I don't believe that I had with it at the time, like like when I was first watching the show, or even many of the multiple times I watched it after that. Like, it was never like, this is my favorite episode. Um, but I don't think that Shatner's performance is what pisses me off about it. I don't think that's my beef. I don't think he does this this thing that's any uh is un- it's issue in any way. isn't it might It's not might like particularly is- offensive to women i think right. what upsets me about it isn't even that there's some offense to women it's that we have for, for those, theoretically for those, proposed. For those who don't know what
0: we're talking about, is there's an episode where where Shatner and because uh, we talked about in an episode that got lost to Trek off, um, that Shatner uh, and a woman who wants to be a starship captain um, switch places uh, because a woman can't possibly just be a starship captain, and then Shatner basically has you know a woman quantum leaped into his head and is portraying her and there is some consternation by fans and by me, frankly, that uh that the performance is not flattering to women. Anyway, go on. T- give me your thoughts.
1: Um I think that what upsets me the most about the episode is like what you said, that like a woman, like because they have this whole thing. I mean and, and particularly because this whole series there's been this idea that women are equals to men. Like they've they fucking said it on alien planets where it wasn't true. You know, like uh, her is on the, the bridge. And it's not, like, out of place. Um, You know, he's got, you know, Yeoman Rand. There's, you know, Nurse Chapel. Like, and so the idea, theoretically, is that women can do anything. And so in the very beginning of this episode, when she's, like, gotten him to this planet via a ruse that there's her science team has died or something has happened or there's radiation poisoning or something. And she's like theoretically not doing well. And he stays with her while they're going to look for the rest of her people, which is how she manages to get him alone with this ancient device that switches their consciousness. Like they talk about how they had this relationship. What blew the relationship with up was because she was so angry that she couldn't be a starship captain. And he's like, I know it's just, you know, it's just the way that things are or whatever. And I'm like, wait, 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 how? Whoa, hold on what show am I watching since when? <laughs> like, is this like, or was it, I mean, I guess in retrospect, perhaps it's meant to be a commentary on that. The fact that like at the time we were saying women could do shit and yet, and still though, the the underlying reality was that they couldn't, right? That there were certain things they couldn't do. Yeah, but I didn't and, get
0: the sense that the show was railing against that reality. Because,
1: I didn't either. Yeah. I just got the sense that they, that whoever, whoever wrote this story, like, I don't know if they didn't like women. And so they were like, this is what would really happen if a woman is in command. Um, Cause I, f- I feel like she's not representative of women on that show in general. I really do. No, and so but, it's but I it's mean, t- I, I it's, think it's that, a terrible you know, choice for the last episode. I will say that. Well, it's, like, it's, it's, a, I mean, a it's a
0: reflection of the time, unfortunately. And, and, and that's no excuse, but it is, it is a, you know, unfortunately the way it was, you know, there would been, there would have been plenty of women at the time watching at home You know who might have just agreed to that because they had they had been sort of socialized into that, and it took you know you know it took years before you know that would change that would grow and change. So like I, I'm sure that that was a network decision of this is what you know this is what people expect to see.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, it doesn't. It's it does feel a little bit not like the others in a way. I but there are things about it I really like. Like I really like that she like had done her homework and it was little things that tripped her up. And so I I guess for me when I watch that episode I don't think of it as um as women, as her representing women. I think of her as one fucked up woman. Right? Like she's fucked up. Not women, but this person, this one person is. Just like any other fucked up person they've come into contact with over their their journeys. And I I like that they're able to tell that it's not him simply because of how he's behaving. Like, that's how well they know him. Like, they're like a family. Like, you can't just well, Yeah, but he's also not
0: really behaving like him. Like, it's, you know, if I... Of I could, course not, I, but that's what i could I'm go. Seeing. I could go to work and be able to tell that, like, you know, with a coworker that, like, shit, something's off, you know. Um, I do have to ask you this question. And, you know, this is, of course, a question I'm going to ask. But if this happened to you and you had the opportunity to jump into the skull of young William Shatner, like, um, mm-hmm. jerking it off is the first thing you do, right? Like, the, like before, like to get it out of the way,
1: <laughs> just to get it out of the way. Because, just because like, you're what? just like, like the first like, time a guy jumps into a woman. The first thing you would do is play with her tits, you know, just to get it out of the way.
0: Well, I mean, not just play, but but like, but like, you know, the the you know, I can get a maybe a similar situation to someone playing with boobs by you know messing around with my chest. But like, I would you know if if the opportunity arises. Yeah, here's to, what to, I don't understand about that, right? Because like, switcheroo. I, if the opportunity arises to switcheroo, there's an experience that. I that have no not had
1: it. like legitimately. That's what it's always so strange. to me. I wonder if this is one of those things where like it's just it's more socially acceptable to talk about playing with a woman's tits. Ergo, yeah. whenever it comes up and a guy isn't a girl, which happens, uh, it's a pretty fairly common sure. trope in movies. Um, Although it
0: doesn't happen the other way around so much. Interestingly, again, interestingly, about, about again, right. power- anyway, go on, go on, go on. Because,
1: you know, we have a sexist society. So um, the, that's what they always do, though. It's about the boobs. Right. And it's like the reality is, though. And I think for anyone that is, I mean, if we're going to be serious about it, like if you could actually be the opposite sex for a day, why would you not want to know what an orgasm feels like for them? Like and, it's got to be different. It has
0: and to look, be. And look, look, okay. So this, this show is going to get a, a little blue, ladies and gentlemen. So just, you know, bear with us. But, <laughs> but, but like if you're like, listening like, to
1: off, they really ought to know that by now.
0: <laughs> but, but like if, if they're having. I don't want to lose everybody, but like, 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 if you see footage of people having, you know, having sex, like, like, it gets to the point where like guys like pounding away, and it looks very much like, like that's why you know you don't often hear she's fucking him, and you often hear she's getting fucked, but it looks like one guy's doing a thing to this other person, um, right? And 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 that ex the experience of that is something that you like like a guy can't understand like you just can't understand that and and that i mean i i guess you could if if you wanted to go the other way but even that's different you know that's that's an experience both men and women can have if they want to go go you know you know to you know door number three um right but but, but like, it's not but, really the same because but like not but like that that experience is something the sensation
1: that, there yeah or at that, least that, for a woman that, th- who with a strap on there wouldn't be right you yeah,
0: know? that like like I can under I can even understand a woman puts on a strap and just to, to get that you know to get
1: sort of the emotional
0: physical, but it's like that it's <coughs> I I I.
1: I'm not even talking about the physics of it necessarily, but like legitimately to to me, I'm talking about like straight up the the getting off the the oh man like. Well, the the reason the reason, you're men talking, are the reason you're
0: talking about that is because is because like women have both an external and an internal experience. Whereas guys have 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 only an external experience, so the very first thing one would wonder, I would think, would be would be what is that like? Yeah, like what is that? What how is how is that? What like that's a bizarre concept, like that, and yet that's a concept that half the people experience and half the people don't. So I think like like I would imagine like especially if it's Shatner, that's the other thing. Like you got <laughs> Shatner right there. One, he can jerk himself off. Two, he can have like the cho- the choice of most of the women he comes into contact with, right? Yeah, because I think if it was me,
1: I would rather I would rather find a because much lady. like David Bowie, when he walks into a room, <laughs> everybody comes for sure. Uh, so, so like, um, so, like so I think that's what I if it was I would I would think before I would play with myself. I think I would feel up or on his body a little bit, like because he's got a lovely chest and like sure. ass and yes. stuff. Um, and those are like things for me so i'd probably do that cuz other, otherwise i wouldn't have the opportunity to touch those things and then, and then i would probably find a nice looking lady um, if i could swing it it'd be a i think on the ship of the women that we see there i think that's that's the one i'd go for so um, i think i
0: think at that at that at that point it doesn't even really matter who the other person is because the other person is you like you are like at this point it, it becomes a totally like bizarre like it's i don't know it's just it's the weirdest thing and i just it's it's the thing i've always thought of and they don't really do it they they hint at it but like it is it's got to be the first thing that everybody would do
1: i know that's what i'm saying like especially when guys here i mean you know so much i mean you not experienced the female orgasm but there's any amount of literature on it, you know what I mean? And how we can have multiple orgasms, and, like, and I how mean, who, entire, what guy uh, doesn't want to check that out way more than you want to play with a, a girl's tits. Come well, on.
0: And how, and how how, women can have an incredibly fulfilling experience without having an orgasm, like, that, that reaching orgasm is, is a wonderful part of an experience, but not always a necessary part of an experience. It is not... Or that end. a woman
1: can have an orgasm, you know, without even being touched.
0: Yeah, or, or that it's, it's <laughs> like, you know, but like for a guy, an orgasm is the end of the experience. Whereas, you know, it's like it's like, oh, like you can have another experience afterward, but it's like it's like it all kind of It know, all it's
1: get, all it's all about getting to that end yeah, point. Cut like, to, cut like to black credit. Life. You
0: know. And, and and the stuff before that is often like holding off from that, going, I'm not gonna let that happen. You know, I'm <laughs> you know, do my best. Margaret Thatcher in a bikini, Margaret Thatcher in a bikini. You know, that's like I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's yes, where for women is all about It would be fun to, is, watch. It's, it's it be fun to watch in fiction. You don't have to like go full porny on it, but like it would be fun to watch in, fic- in fiction that trope happen and like the person is just like for a day before they can like accomplish anything else. They're just like, they're, they're by themselves. They're trying this, they're trying that. The next day they clearly have like maybe done too much. You know, like
1: that's <laughs> like, and, and you could, you could apply it, but like, yeah, no, is, I think you can apply it without going full porn for yeah. sure. I like think if, you can. If you and did I think like no one's a, done it yet. I don't think I've seen it yet in Sort one of these so in a movies.
0: mainstream thing, like in a South Parky, you know, sausage party kinda kinda you know way. Sure, of, it would
1: have to be a a, a filthy film and, and it wouldn't. But I'm a saying hard, hard,
0: hard, hard R, but I like, Yeah, in but the you mainstream. wouldn't have to go full porn. Yeah.
1: Like um, you you could you it's not like you'd have to have, you know, fucking penetration. Get, get, get like fucking, you could, it could I don't be know, like Zack and Mary make a porno. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty hardcore, but you never see like crazy porn sex in it.
0: Zach Efron and, and Anna Kendrick or something, you know, they the, the young hot and, and put them in it and the they do a big hotness. switcheroo except like the first, like hour, like the first hour of the movie is like just closed doors with weird sounds. It's
1: just, <laughs> yes. Cause that's a, new, that's a really compelling film. In
0: retrospect, maybe I shouldn't be a filmmaker. Like you can do it
1: for a few minutes. All I the think you get You're right. This. I shouldn't be a filmmaker.
0: Um, <laughs> Are you crying because you have to work with me? Anyway. Um,
1: uh, uh, and the on the inside.
0: I have a Star Trekky thing to talk about. Um, <laughs> now I, that we've uh, got
1: that out of our system.
0: I recently drove uh, back and forth to Florida. And uh, on my drive, I often get uh, audiobooks to listen to. And I normally get like Star Wars novelizations. If there's a new Star Wars novel especially in the new canon, since they got rid of I, I had Are a there time- new
1: books now that are actually canon?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a hard time... Uh, speaking of penetrating, uh, getting into <laughs> getting into the um, the extended universe of Star Wars, because by the time I started reading it, there were like a thousand books and like I didn't know the order and I read the Timothy Zahn Thrawn trilogy and I tried to catch up there, but I knew that like. Luke got married and he did this thing and he had the new Jedi. And I just didn't really know what order to go in. I know that some are good. And sometimes you got to listen to like three bad ones in order to get yourself to get up to, to speed. But yeah, good but you
1: need to know what's in there in order to know what's going on.
0: So when they started the new canon, there's a there's, you know, the books in the new canon. I've been
1: keep, pretty good at keeping up
0: on those, including you really need to read Bloodline, which is the book all about Princess Leia. Um, oh, that sounds like a good one. And and it's and it's about kind of older Princess Leia. It's like Princess Leia maybe maybe like five or six years before The Force Awakens. Oh, sweet. Um, And it's, it's, it's really well done. And she's a, she's a capable older woman, which that is not usually the main character no. in a Star Wars book. It is um, not at all. Um, sure. So as a capable middle aged woman in the book, she's it's it's really, and for what really it's
1: cool. worth if anybody's out there listening, because, you know, every, George, now everybody at Lucasfilm, Disney, like listens to our podcast, obviously, but like make that fucking film. I would yeah. watch that film. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. I, of course, I, feel a I, think, I do too. think
0: that's an arrow that we are never going to get with the original characters because you can make them really young or you can use them at their own age. But taking, you know, Carrie Fisher and making her look 15 years younger is hard. And also recasting her 15 years younger is also hard. I don't know it, that
1: it's a, I don't think making her look 15 years younger is that hard. I think for I think I for, think, I think, I think, think for think a it
0: scene, is. it might work, I think, for a feature for all of them. I don't think you could do, uh, you know, uh, Mark Hamill in his mid 50s movie at this point. Um. Yeah, you know, I think that's just an era that that. Yeah, you know, but the books are there. That's what they're there for. That's like they they they. And, I suppose. And it's, it's really, I'm saying oh, I'd be willing. My point
1: is I'd be willing to suspend the disbelief to to watch the story. Sure. I, although
0: I will say this, and that's not the book I read this time. But um, but I I would say that I like that there's a space for the books because that movie that the book I read would not make a good Star Wars movie. Um, because it's it's a different animal. And as a book, as a potboiler, it really, really, really works. Yeah. But I star- guess what I'm
1: saying though is, is now that they're doing like, I, we obviously we haven't seen it yet, but you know, they're doing these different like star Wars movies. And it's like, I don't know if they're all going to be a, a star Wars movie. Like I, what I'd like to see sure. as they continue to do those is, is that they, that it's okay for it to be its own thing. And to add to the universe, and just have its own flavor, instead of everyone having to be just like you know, feel like a Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? Uh, But on the other
0: hand, it does always need to feel like a Star Wars movie. It's gonna look. If I mean, I think by
1: being in in virtue of of uh, a good film and a good story uh, in the universe, I think you're gonna get that. Um, Because I think if this rogue, with it a bit like fucking like gritty and dark like that wouldn't have bothered me because it was a time in the empire like their lives were gritty and fucking dark except you know
0: the the more uh, i've been listening to the rebel force radio podcast and they talk a lot about um the mass reshoots going on for rogue one and the fact that that the rumor is is that a lot of it represents a deliberate tonal shift from from Rogue One, uh, from the dark and gritty, back to something that more closely resembles The Force Awakens. And at first, I bristled against it too. But they made some really good points. Um, that one, they said it's way too early uh, to it's way too early to deviate from. Sure, and the that's Force that's why
1: I said as they as they go on. Like I'm saying, I understand that. Like right now, like if you have one come out that's so different than this thing that this juggernaut that was just amazing and everybody loved that people will not. Which is on the heels
0: of a a, a bunch of movies that like people didn't love as much. Sure. It's like, so I I
1: get that. But what I'm hoping is as they continue to do these other movies that aren't the main, you know, trilogy storyline, what have you that they'll, because we'll be getting them right. Because we'll have those, that we won't be so connected to, we won't feel the need to, because at some point there's there's going to be a level of sameness. And then that's, I feel like that what will happen at that point then is you'll get fatigue.
0: Sure. Well, I mean, look, it, look, I think, I, but if
1: you, if, if have cliche, their own flavor, but you, if you, you'll toward, be able to avoid that, I, think. I
0: I know it's cliche, but you just look toward Marvel, right? Like the Marvel is the way to look. Like if you go, if you go like the, the ones who did it right, you know, Iron Man, and uh, Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk have a sameness to them. Then Thor shows up, and there's this, there's a sameness in tone, but is but is vastly different. And then you get Captain America, the first Avenger, which could not be more different than Iron oh, Man. Oh, yeah, it's completely different than um, any of the other ones. And then the Avengers, which could not be more different than all of those because it's a big team thing. And mm-hmm. then when you get to Ant-Man, you know, Ant-Man is structurally almost exactly like Iron Man 1, but it's a comedy. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. And and, you know, and Doctor Strange looks like, you know, it's still It looks like it's going to be pretty dark. Yeah. And, and but it also still telling an origin story. It's going to be very similar to, you know, this is still the same origin. There's a guy guy has bad thing happens, learns a thing about justice and based on the thing on justice, decides to do good. In this case, right. it's going to be through magic. Um, but Spider-Man Homecoming is looking like nothing we've ever seen. Like everything I'm hearing about Spider-Man: Homecoming makes it look like absolutely nothing we've ever experienced, um, which is you know which is great. But it, they all have sort of that Marvel DNA in it, and that's why it's so good that Spider-Man's back with Marvel Studios is because that's what they need to do with Star Wars. It, every even Captain America: First Avenger it feels like Marvel. So as long as you have somebody riding driving the shipping, you know Kathleen Kennedy has gone. Here's one the thing: movie. I
1: think the reason it feels like Marvel is because there's a there's a distinction like there's a sort of a style I guess to marvel as a comic their characters and the way that their stories are and like there's a there's a sameness there that is enough do you know what I mean like the thematically there's like you were just talking about when every time we're doing an origin story there's this there's this sort of baseline theme that's pretty much the same um you know you change out a couple of pieces, change the colors a little bit. Like, but it's, but it's basically the same sort of underlying groundwork. And I think that that's enough. Um, And I think that if something is written well, if a story is written well within a universe that exists, uh, if it feels that way, that if that part is there, the part where it feels like it belongs to the universe is there, that, that if you just do justice to whatever the story is, it'll be fine. Yeah. I, I, well, and I also, think. I think but the idea... I don't is, make movies, and so nobody tells me like that I should, but... Um, well, and the idea is that, that it feels
0: connected. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the other thing, is I think that you know, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy was vastly different than all of them. It's not an origin story. It's not about someone who gets superpowers. It's in nope. space. It's, you know, but it's part of Marvel, and it still has, a, you know, Thanos is... is is pulling the sh- is pulling the strings in both Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy, like it's yep. it's you know, and I think if you're gonna do an Old Republic, you know, Star Wars movie, you know, it's got to be on Coruscant, and maybe you see young young Yoda in there or something. Like you all, you you do need to feel. Well, and you got to
1: see Darth, obviously.
0: Yeah, what well, but I mean, I think specifically, you do need to feel like you're branching out of the same tree, even if the branch is way fucking far. Anyway, that's yeah. Star Wars. Um, the book that I read, um. Was Or I listened to on the way down Was Leonard by William Shatner um, Oh wow Which is basically the story Of, of Leonard Nimoy uh, Although filtered through the story Of William Shatner and the parallels between the two Of them and the fact that they were both The uh, children of immigrants and, and how they grew up and they were both Jewish And their experience of their Judaism And, and their experience in Hollywood and their post Star Trek experience and their relationship And the dissolution of their Relationship at the end Um Which uh, Shatner says he never quite understood what uh, what the dissolution of that was, but that it might have been. uh, And this makes me sad because it's something I love. It might have been because of the captains uh, that um, that Nimoy had basically said he didn't want to be part of it. Um, And so uh, and so Shatner, evidently one of his producers, took some footage of Nimoy talking and used it in it um and nimoy felt that 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 shatner had done that without his permission and nimoy had had a long history of his likeness as it pertains to star trek being used without his permission he had fought this big war with uh paramount and with cbs uh back before he would do um the star trek movies uh to to get hit like to protect his likeness rights and mm-hmm. uh and shatner thought it wouldn't be that big a deal and then that sort of made it so they didn't talk and it was just really it was oh, it was so sad um but that evidently like they still ran in the same circles had the same friends and they'd always ask about each other and that up to that point before like i didn't realize how good friends they were um i'm getting sad talking about it about how like uh um like how like i think it was it was Nimoy who preside, like presided over Shatner's wedding or the other way around that when Shatner's wife was found dead in a pool that it was like it was Nimoy who had been taking Shatner's wife to her AA meetings like they were that close. It was a level oh of closeness so God. they weren't just friends who happened to work together. they were like like at, at at a point in the late 90s, early 2000s they were like the best of friends like the absolute best of friends. And it wasn't that they just stopped talking to each other. Like there was an incident, and then time, uh, time ran out, and they like, and. Well, it's so terrible. Um, and I'm sorry. <laughs> um, is it okay? Can I keep talking? Like, are you good? Yeah. Um, but it was. I. Mean, it is sad, and that that portion of the book is sad. But like, even the stuff about how um how Shatner had been a uh, speak had a speaking engagement. Uh, at a fundraiser for like the American Heart Association or something like that, something like a really important speaking engagement that uh, for a charity, not like for a Comic-Con or something, that he stayed at and he missed Nimoy's funeral, although Shatner's kids went to Nimoy's funeral. And then like he talks about in the book how whether or not that was the right call to make, he felt that he could either go to be present At the funeral of a dead person who used to be his friend um, and and have that be weird and awkward. And he didn't like really going to funerals anyway. That wasn't really his thing, which I understand because I don't tend to like I don't love funerals. I don't uh,
1: know that anyone does. No, but
0: for some people, it's cathartic and necessary. And I have a I, I have a very like. The, the, those friends of mine and family members of mine who I've seen dead, when I picture them, that picture of them dead is the thing that I still picture. Like I still have like the visual image of their dead body burned into my mind. And at some point I made a decision that if there's an open casket, I won't go to it. Um, now, when and if th- that's someone, you know, that, you know, when I, when I you know, God forbid what's going to happen, lose someone who's really, 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 really close to me. Um, where it will be expected that I'm going to be there and part of that process, um, it's going to be really hard for me because I've sort of you know, said I want to remember the alive person, not the dead person. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of get it. and It is kind of a slight that he wasn't there, but he was like, look, if I had left, I would have cost this charity tens of thousands of dollars that they don't have. The point was for me to make the money, and here I was going to cost them money um, to do something that would have ultimately just served me to do and so I didn't, and then I had to face the death of my best friend who I was estranged from and scrutiny from fans in the media.
1: That just sucks.
0: And I was like, ah, it sucks a lot. Yeah, yeah that's um, a lot of badness. It's a, it's a, br- it's a brisk read. I think it's like six and a half, seven hours. Um, it's really interesting. It talks a lot about what it was like doing Star Trek and being on the set and and being on the set of the movies, and, and he comes clean about, like, how how and why star trek five sucks and what he had wanted it to be and the mistakes he made and and like it's 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 just a a a a great read and i think one of the reasons i chose it is because it was i think it's relatively inexpensive on iTunes i think it's like 10 bucks um so it is definitely worth a listen so i listened to that and it was uh it was pretty cool
1: i mean it definitely sounds like there's some really good stuff in there um well, it's at a cry fest me. at the end. It's I mean, it's not.
0: It's not like it's six hours of Leonard Nimoy dying. Okay. You know, it's, <laughs> no, like Patron, Nimoy sure. died. Chapter two, dead Nimoy. It's not that at all. It's it's like it's sure. like that that part's. No, at the but end. like
1: to me, that's like I guess part. I don't
0: know. A lot of it's fascinating behind the scenes shit. A lot of it is like. yeah, that like,
1: and that's the part that I think that would be um, that I would enjoy um, hearing about. Not that I wouldn't. not that I don't want to know about their personal relationship and and this stuff that you just told me is fascinating. Like, it's it's just, it's sad. Um, (laughs) And I think there's some level of sadness to it sort of period because Leonard Nimoy isn't with us anymore. Um, and that anytime that sort of, except when I can watch the original series now, it's, it's, it's something that I'm able to kind of feel like he's alive right then. Do you know what I mean? And not, um, not be thinking about it not like it, when we watch it probably you know, helps beyond, that there is that there
0: is a living spock and i had no real connection with the man and leonard anymore i had a connection with spock and there is still a, a spock and that spock deals with the death of the other spock and there was something in star trek beyond i have to admit that was incredibly cathartic about like you know about spock goes on like there's something that that was you know yeah I mean, there
1: was there was something there was something good about it I mean there was something
0: which is not to to bemoan the loss like like
1: no it's not here's the thing it's like what you were talking about like catharsis like like because our experience you know as fans who love the show and love and loved the man um and loved the Spock like we loved all of those things right but like we don't really have access you know what I mean so it's not like we got to go to some funeral or a wake or something where we could have our closure where we could deal with it. You know what I mean? Um, obviously it's not the same for us as it is for any of the people that were very close to him and stuff like that. I'm not trying to say that at all, but I'm, but like from a fan perspective, very rarely, I think do we get the opportunity to mourn the passing of someone that we have really loved. Um,
0: in, the, in, in the, while the while the fundamental like thing we, we loved about them
1: and this felt almost like for fans for people who were in love with the character and who were who loved the man for for embodying it so well and all the other things that he did and, and beautiful person that he was that this was a way for us to deal with it it's a weird thing when
0: you when it comes that. to this like generational entertainment that we have which is i think a relatively new thing i think what what else could be I mean, it absolutely have, is like, and resp- I'm a big it's fan like it's like bond was the only other thing where it was like, like so well, to, but, but yeah, I, I guess it's always existed. I guess there, there are, you know, I like Olivier's Hamlet. Well, I like this person's Hamlet. I guess that's like, like you, like when Olivier died, people go, Oh, his Hamlet broke my heart. We go, but I, there's this other Hamlet, but I think it's, it's no, but I think this is different it's in that there's now, a connection
1: between like, those two things. It's not just the isolated incidents yeah. uh, and they're connected by the same, by having done the same show. Because the, the loss is whatever. less
0: keenly felt. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's, from a fictional point of view, it's like when Judd Dax died, but then Esri Dax showed up. So Dax isn't really gone. And it's sort of, it's weird because when John Lennon got shot, we stopped getting John Lennon music. You know what I mean? Like when David mm-hmm. Bowie died, we're not going to get any more songs by David Bowie. Nope. But Leonard Nimoy yeah. died, and there's still Spock. And it's not a completely disassociated Spock. It's a Spock that was related to Leonard Nimoy. Well, yeah, he- and
1: it's a Spock that was interacting with his Spock, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like, so like his going through in the movie dealing with that passing of ostensibly like himself it's like, like a one-of-a-kind way
0: to exp- it's it's a weird it's it's a weird it's a beautiful thing the, the it is
1: I, that's what i'm saying i think it's a beautiful thing that they were able to do that and that 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 meant as fans we kind of got that some catharsis from that um that we don't that we couldn't have gotten in any other way and i think that's unique uh and oh. good
0: and whether or not you love the film, and I do, um, but, I do too. And there are people who don't, but you got to admit that scene, you know, a wonderful inclusion. Absolutely. So, um, speaking of things that are dying, um, is No Man's Sky the show that you were the game that you were talking about so much? That, yes, that motherfucker, it was. That we've we've used a lot of Oh uh, man, No Man's Sky as We were having a discussion. Mister A in particular um, uh, gets heated. He's gotten heated in our discussions more than he ever had. I, I, Mister A is, is has been 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 a little more aggro in his in his sci-fi discussions when he's jumped on uh lately it's nice to see the passion um but he has cited no man's sky when i when when we were talking about how uh about how last time we were like you know it needs a hook it can't just be about exploration you're like no exploration's enough look how successful no man's sky is Mm. well no man's sky was number one for a week um then crashed to number two and now a setting, it looks like it might be, you know, and don't quote me on this. This is just based on things that I've read, four or five interview uh, reviews. Um, let me, uh, let me just look this up. I'm going to look up a different keyword here. And let me just pull it. So, uh, um, from Forbes, uh, reading from Forbes, uh, the title is, Gamers have every right to push for No Man's Sky refunds. Um, what? What? and I will just read it this is from Forbes.com I'm not going to read the whole thing so I'll just skim through but uh, one of the most hyped games of the current generation No Man's Sky has quickly become one of the most controversial Uh, the procedurally generated space sim from Hello Games launched with much fanfare but quickly came under the gaming community's microscope promised features were missing the game itself was simply not very fun while some stuck with it and found enjoyment the infinite repetitiveness of the game many others found themselves scratching their head after a few hours there simply wasn't much else to do for a game build is huge and filled with exploration this had enough number of gamers justifiably upset um, now reports are coming in that some big game retailers Steam Amazon and Sony itself are offering up returns outside of their normal refund policies that means even if you played many hours of No Man's Sky you could still potentially get a refund um, this is uh, this is happening at an alarming rate um, I am
1: perplexed is all get out
0: where people are are returning this game
1: i don't understand (laughs) like i'm very like i'm i'm legitimately very confused right now so i'm gonna i
0: i'm am going to go down to the bottom a lot of this article is about uh refunds um go to forbes.com it's an excellent place uh to go where you can find out uh where you can find out more about this um Uh, But it says, uh, so much of the dissatisfaction with No Man's Sky is a product of the game's marketing and hype. A great deal can also be chalked up to the AAA price tag. Had No Man's Sky launched on Steam Early Access for $20, almost all these problems would have been avoided. Instead, it was billed as a premium title and sold with a premium sticker price. Going strictly off what we were told by its creators, No Man's Sky was supposed to be a very different video game. And whether or not they lied or simply promised more than they could deliver, Hello Games painted a No Man's Sky that simply wasn't accurate. Um,
1: what what are people's beef I don't um, understand I feel like if, if, at least what I've played of it and I've admittedly I, I probably only had the, the opportunity to sit down for like one mega long gaming session that was like you know half a fucking day but I don't understand what is not being like I haven't made it off my first planet yet because I'm, I want to find all the things on the planet I'm on um, I don't know what is the problem. I,
0: I, I don't know. I I mean, I think it's just that people are expecting, you know, a gameplay that, that was more engaging and that the gameplay that they're getting, um, I mean, the
1: whole time, no man's sky was talking about. And like the whole point was that it was this vast, like universe of planets and nobody knows what's on them. Like, we don't even know. They, they said, You know what what I mean? This This is from
0: GameRant.com from seven days ago. It's a troubling week for No Man's Sky. Statistics are revealed, uh, indicating that 90% of the game's player base have dropped off after less than two weeks. Um, Although No Man's Sky delivered on its promise of 18 quintillion explorable planets, it seems that the lack of a real story as well as variation in core gameplay has put off a lot of gamers, as the amount of active players have fallen dramatically after less than two weeks. Um... Uh, no Man's Sky has fallen from one hundred fifty-seven thousand concurrent players to just over ten thousand in ten days since release. Um, uh, I think that I think that a problem with a game, like No Man's Sky, at least the problem I would have. Is and I eventually had this problem with, with City of Heroes. The thing that brought me back to City of Heroes is one how cool it was to be a superhero. But then it was also the social aspect; it was playing with other people. Um, uh-huh. uh, drew, drew me back because it did become. You know, I I started calling it City of Jogging because you spent most of your time going from one part of the city to the other, and you could go do any <laughs> number of things. Um, uh, I, did you ever play City of Heroes? Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: No, but I've played MMOs, so I know. Yeah. What we, so you city what of I
0: mean? City of Jogging, um, and uh, and. The problem that I had with City of Heroes is that, and I eventually got off, and same thing with Star Trek Online, because I did play that for a while, and it seems a lot like City of Heroes is an MMO, um, which I'm surprised. I haven't ever heard you talk a lot about playing Star Trek Online, which seems like the thing you would do. Or maybe you I just, don't do...
1: I have kind of a uh, a sorted past with MMOs.
0: Maybe maybe it's good you don't play Star Trek Online because you won't ever do anything else. So, yeah, I
1: mean, that's really my sorted past with MMOs. Like If I, you can I, be
0: in Starfleet, like, are you leaving the house?
1: If that's um, what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm not sure if I'm ever leaving the house just because I have no man's sky. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so my problem with that ended up being that without a compelling reason to move forward, I eventually would get home and I'd be like, Do you, am I gonna play that? Yeah, no, I got other stuff to do. Um which I think I heard that Star Trek Online started dealing with that and having compelling storylines going on in the show or in the game that you could be part of. Um and then it's the storyline of your of your group doing things. Um, but like when I play a video game like the the last video game I played all the way through, although it's been fun watching um uh my older son just finish both portal and portal two. Uh, oh, those after those are great games. After having great. them after having them from year for years, he would just play around in like two weeks before school started, he just like did Portal and Portal Two. Boom, boom, knocked him out. That's um, awesome. Uh but the thing was for me, the reason I gave up on Portal even was that Portal and it seemed to ha- not be going anywhere. It seemed to have no story, and then at the end, it, I just didn't. go I mean, the in. game
1: isn't about the story. It do- it does though. Like, it
0: becomes about the st- it becomes about the story.
1: It's I mean, it's really it's not. It's like I guess the thing is, and and maybe this is the way you are, right? Like, because we had a we actually had a friend who plays games. Like he's in, into playing games, and he uh, he came over to our place once, and he watched us play Portal. Like we'd already played through it once and we played through We were like, dude, you got to check this out. And he was like, "Uh, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't, I have no desire. Like he had no desire to do a puzzle game. Right. And there's, I love puzzle games, right? I love that aspect of it. Um, And it's compelling in that, right? Like as, as a person playing the puzzles and the the level of complexity and the, the amount of awesome that you feel when you fucking figure it out um, is great. And then but but also on top of that you've got this really funny <laughs> like you've got GLaDOS and all that. Well
0: and Portal happening. Two really Portal Two really doubles down on that and It does. And, but
1: I'm saying, like but so if you're not into story. the gameplay aspect of it, like you could enjoy watching somebody else figure it out, I think, and enjoy the story because it's, because there's fun. There's a lot. Of but I eventually
0: just quit. Cause I had other shit to do. The last game that really drew me in, that was not a social aspect was I played uh, the original fear. And when I was playing fear, when I was at work, I couldn't get wait, wait to get home to play fear. And I wanted to go play fear and I wanted to find out what happened. And, and like, it was like, I wanted to play through the game. Um, and I wonder if no Man's, no Man's Sky being as big as it is and get, being that it's just about exploring, you know, you know, without a, a reason to explore, you know, after a while, you're like, OK, I've explored. I think the question of why pops up and like, I don't think there's a, you know, a, a TV show sometimes needs to not just be good, but needs to give you a compelling reason to to come back um especially when there's so many other things to choose from that's kind of the conversation we had last like so i don't want to double down on it, it but is, yeah, just, i don't want
1: to go i don't want to go but, down that road again but i guess i mean maybe i know that like some of the stuff that i'd heard about no man's sky and i hadn't like i said i haven't even tried to leave my first planet yet so um is is that when it's that big um it becomes like there isn't as much of a social aspect right because how do you get to the other people like there's, it's so spread out. Um, and I know that I've seen some threads online. I haven't like, I had like I said, I haven't gotten off the planet and explored off my planet to see what it's like to try to find other people, um, or outposts and how that works out. And I think that that might be part of its problem is how big it is. Like how big it is, 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 awesome. Right. Like, wow, that's amazing. It's like, like uh, like a fucking microcosm. It's like an actual, like the universe that we've created and like, we can like play in, um, but if there were enough people and they could get to each other, I think that that would make a difference because then it, it that I don't then you're making your own stories do you know what I mean and sure. I think and you can maybe, have and you can
0: have some basic ideas for story generators within it and you know and people you know at the highest level should be at a game that like when you look at the the how much money games make now they make I mean it's a bigger industry than movies now. Oh, yeah, uh, video games. Huge. So, so what you need is you need to hire. You know, there ne- there needs to be a room full of writers, and their job, forty to fifty hours a week, is just to write cool shit for that game for people to do. I mean, it's yeah, a like game cool to-
1: things for them to discover on the planets other than alien yeah. life forms and alien language
0: bits. And, and given how much you sure. spent on the creation of the game, like that would be a tiny expense compared to everything else that was spent on the game. And that would be enough to get people in because people would feel compelled. You know, like a good game should make it so that, you know, and I'm not talking about a good game like Miss Pac-Man, which is just fun to go do. I'm talking a game like at this point, if you're going to spend $80 on a game, or I don't know how much this costs, but if you're going to spend $50... It's like 50, 70 bucks, I guess. If, if you're going to spend $70 mark. on a game, it's got to be a game that like... You got to go, oh, do I go to work or do I play the game? And then you choose to go to work or if you're you know, not as responsible, you choose to play the game. But like it, <laughs> it, can't, it can't because if you come home and it's a game you're just kind of enjoying, it's going to be just among the list of things you're just kind of enjoying. For 80 bucks, you know, I better be getting more than, you know, one long afternoon gameplay out of it before I really, really like it. I should be it should be something that I am enthralled by for a significant period of time. Because for you know, because Candy Crush costs three dollars, and I could just do that. So I mean, it's it's I don't know. I, I don't want to slam the game. I haven't played. I don't. Yeah, but have any, Candy
1: cr- I don't know I'm this.
0: I don't have any. I don't the have value any,
1: of mobile games is like a whole other conversation. I don't. I don't have like,
0: any. I, I don't. I don't have any. Uh, a, any you know skin of the game here. I've never played the game, but uh, it was just interesting as we've brought it up quite quite a few times, and now watching the exploration game kind of kind of is an interesting thing. Anyway, uh, that's the story of that. Uh, we have much more to talk about. Uh, we went an entire week without talking about uh, about Star Trek Beyond, which go us. Um, go us! All <laughs> uh, right! Except now we have.
1: Um, so uh, <laughs> No, so we talked about it a little bit, but it wasn't like all about it. That's all I'm saying.
0: We're going to try and, and, and do this a little more often uh, uh, now that we have this new schedule worked out. Uh, so thank you for tuning in to us. Uh, lots more awesome stuff coming for Star Trek. So uh, my name is Justin.
1: And my name's
0: Alexia. Trek off.
1: Trek off, bitches.
0: Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription, or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast—you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got be made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.